Hell yeah, man. <laughs> Shit bowling ideas back and forth. Hippie science. Right. right. It's not science science. It's almost like I'm trying to call for just people to just be better. That we could have some kind of study on these type of Her mother was on board, I guess. Of course yeah. she was. She got pretty and... room board and didn't have to fuck the man to do it. <laughs> Our devil's advocate type stance here. See you, Jessica. And you're Seth. And this is the Hippie Science Variety Hour. So, you know, I went down to visit our friends down in the woods in Mississippi the other day. I mean, just rub it in right off the start that you're still down there and can go see our loving friends. And yes, I haven't yes, seen I'm them in months. I'm trying to rub it in. Yeah, go ahead. Start off right, right, real good right off the start. Yeah. So while I was there, their son was playing this, this, um, his Facebook game, right? And he's he's a little kid, and he's getting so excited about it because he's getting coins or whatever and doing raids and all this type of stuff. But um, you know, normally he's you know he, he's he's one of those kids that runs around and you know he's he's kind of if he's if he's there when we visited, he's he's always sort of part of what we're doing, you know. Unless he's running laps around the house because he has never-ending energy. Yeah. <coughs> oh, I'm sick, by the way, dear listeners. Yeah, by the way, Seth is still fighting off the plague, so I'm glad we're recording not together. <laughs> right. Um, so while we were there, the kid's playing this game, and we start talking about, you know, what, what, are, what are these things doing to our minds you know these these games that like you know for for a kid that's usually you know running laps around the house he was hard focused on this game i mean he would get excited and run into the room and tell everybody what just happened yeah and run back you know i mean he's a very small child uh, also credited with the uh invention of yay day so yes. the kid is a prophet i mean he is but I start talking to them about, you know, what, just what do you, what do you think it's doing to our brains? And we get on this great conversation about whether or not, um, our devices are degrading our attention span. And, you know, I kind of get on, on this little soapboxy thing about it, about how like, well, of course, I mean, they must be bad. How they, could they it seem, not be? Right. Um, and then, you know, one of the beautiful things about science is you go and look at the research and find out that you're absolutely fucking wrong. <laughs> but I mean, hang on, not absolutely fucking wrong. Absolute is a rather big term to use, especially when talking about science. So, so yeah, there are almost no absolutes. Right. Other, well, there's there's like there's a few some, some mathematical type stuff that's pretty absolute. But beyond that, I... I was I was positive I was going to be able to go, you know, I was just going to be able to hop on, you know, Google Scholar or something and look up a couple of research articles about, um, you know, increased ADHD in the age of, you know, Facebook and all of this. And it, I, re- I actually couldn't find any research to actually support that, like no real research. So I, when I took... Um, I'm, you know, this is one of the topics that I'll jump on a soapbox about, but when I took a class in college, I think it was like child development or something, they actually presented studies that 
children's minds and some most adults but specifically this one was children that the brains light up the same pleasure centers as they would if you were ingesting a drug so yeah like, so that's true that's been pretty well studied yeah i mean so i don't feel like we can say that it doesn't affect because you know maybe you're looking for the wrong search terms if it's lighting up those same pleasure centers, maybe that's why we're seeing a rise of addiction. And, well, you know... So this is this is the, the nuance, actually, that I found when I was looking for it. So, you know, it's historically, you know, the youth is always the enemy of the, the, the public, you know? Right, right. Um, whenever, whenever a new technology comes along, that new technology is going to be the downfall of us all, right? You you well, told it's any me, kind of change is viewed like that. Right. So I you were the one who told me that people used to say the same thing about newspapers. Yeah, they used to say that newspapers were going to dumb us down because you would just accept whatever was in front of you and that it would make us lose connection with other people because instead of sitting and talking about what was going on, you're reading it. So, yeah, it's been said about every new advance with technology and especially the way we consume information. It's a big, big key factor there. Right. So it's not it's not so much that it's it's hurting our attention. Right. But it is that. So these these things are designed uh, like like you were mentioning earlier. I mean, it's, it's not revolutionary. Almost everyone's heard it by now. But they're designed to be addictive, you know, like right. they like you said, they light up the pleasure centers in your brain. It's like getting a dopamine hit from taking it's that a drug. instant gratification. Right. So that, you know, you're checking your phone on an average of every, you know, extremely frequently. I can't remember the number. I can't but, either. And I should know it because I've seen it several times, but I'm not thinking of it right now. I saw one last night that seemed too low. Really? And I, yeah, I don't want to say it. Maybe it was an older article or something. But you know, I I know I know people who spend like no joke 8 hours a day on Facebook. Mhm. Right? People people working like two jobs and I'm like where how how, how <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. And one person I'm thinking about specifically isn't someone who is fucking off at their job like it's it's someone I know very well who is doing the work they should be doing but still somehow is finding eight hours a day to scroll through that endless scroll of of just nonsense so i mean i spend a lot of time on social media but it's because of promoting our different projects and work with the nonprofit and stuff so i feel like it's you have to know what they're doing for those eight hours <laughs> Yeah, like, I do. Do they more. run an Etsy store? Do, are they a podcaster? Are they an advocate? Or are they just looking at cat memes all day? Like, there's a difference. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there is. I mean, it would be one thing if your job involves social media. <laughs> right, right. But which a lot do nowadays. I mean, it's a, a necessary lot, a lot evil. Do. I mean, it's some people's jobs specifically just to be social media, you know, right. marketers. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's all fine and well. It makes plenty of sense. I really, the the thing that concerns me most is the way that the const, like, 
the things are designed to keep us hooked in as much as possible. And I think this, this missed perception of how like thinking our attention span is getting lower. It's like, no, we're just, we've gotten used to shifting our attention between so many different things so quickly now that it seems like our attention spans lower, but it's, it's a deliberate uh, type of shifting. You know what I mean? So, okay. With the attention shift thing, have you ever mm-hmm. seen the studies that show how much um, your mm, accuracy, I guess is the word I could use, goes down when you are trying to multitask and divert your attention oh, yeah. in so many different directions? Hugely, hugely, yeah. So, okay, going along that line and that premise, maybe it's not so much, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm getting over the plague too. <laughs> Uh, Maybe it's not so much that we are losing attention span, but we're not, we don't shift our attention as effectively as we think we are. So that they're just getting diminished versions of our attention. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, it's not a problem with your attention span. It's a problem with the quality of the attention given because you're so inundated with information and distractions all the time. So... Yeah, that's definitely true for some things. I think where it really breaks down, though, is what's the thing that you're giving priority, right? Right, right. So I had this thing when I was in college where um, I would always like to sit down with my roommates at least once a week and watch a movie with them, right? Because I was, I'm one of those lucky few who always had good luck with roommates. Yeah, right? I used to do it with always, the old set of roommates that I had that were good. Yeah, yeah, I always had good luck getting really cool roommates, and I always would make an effort for for us to all be kind of, you know, more of a more of a group who could a pseudo be closely family knit and support each other. You know, yeah. So I always had good luck with that, and I would always try and get us together pretty pretty frequently to you know get together and watch a movie, whether it's a good movie or not. You know, we might we might just sit there tearing the thing apart the whole time, but it it was all in good fun. And something that would drive me absolutely insane was how I'd put on this movie that I'd been excited for us to all watch. And then half of them would get on their phones and be looking at their phone instead of watching the movie. And I would constantly be like, hey, watch this part. This part's really cool. Or look at this dumb shit and having to draw their attention back to the movie. That's because your love language is quality time, Seth. We've just discussed this. So of course you felt like they weren't valued. They might not have seen it like that. I mean, it's a, a pet peeve with mine. You know, if we go out and you pull out your phone, I'm like, really? Are you fucking kidding me? Like you're going to get your phone out. I don't care if it's your mother and she's having a heart attack. I don't care. It can wait. Okay. So, yeah, but, there's a happy medium to be reached there. I mean, no, there's not. No, no. Yes, there is. If it's my mother and she's having a heart attack, you need to calm the fuck down. I mean, if it was your mom, I love your mom, so I wouldn't have a problem with it. But just the whole premise of getting your phone out irks me on such a deep level. But that's because quality time is both of ours, one of our prim- primary love languages, like we've talked about before. So, I mean, to somebody that it isn't, that might not be seen as something that's rude or, you know, taking away from the quality of the experience together. Yeah, it is right up until the point where you're like, holy shit, did you just see that? And they're like, what? Yeah. 
I f- like it's that that really it gets on my nerves really bad. It drives but, me nuts too. I'm not saying it shouldn't. I'm just saying trying to throw out. Well, maybe it's just because they don't value you know the people that do that. Maybe they don't value quality time as highly as someone like we do. Yeah. So the thing I think about though is realistically, um, this is actually a conversation we had with um, our friends. Well, not not me and you, but me and the person I was there with. Um, how? So we talked about how you can get on Reddit and scroll for an hour, or you could open up a book and yeah. read for an hour. And functionally, you're doing almost the exact same thing. Just you about, know? yeah. Especially, you know, if I'm not um, like I, I don't actually watch videos and stuff that much. When I, I don't when I, really either, unless it's research for the podcast, right. then I watch them. So yeah, I really am probably just reading stuff. But the way that it's structured on on something like Reddit or some other social media site is that there's all these little things that keep happening where it'll give you a little charge, you know. Whereas when you read a book, it's like a delayed gratification, right? Well, and there's interaction, too. You've got to factor in the social quality of it. I know that you're not someone to comment on things, but I am. So, I mean, there is a social aspect of it. And I really have a love-hate relationship with social media because as someone that has spent majority of their time, you know, sick and house-ridden, even bedridden, that that's been my social outlet. But at the same time, when I do have interaction with people in real life, I put that away. So, yeah. I mean. So, I like, even even when I'm, like, bedridden, like, very sick like I was this week, um, I'm not getting, I'm not even looking at that stuff at that point. Like, I don't yeah. want to deal, I don't want to deal with anything. I put on some mindless TV show to run in the background so that when I wake up for, you know, 15 minutes, I'll be able to look at something that'll keep me somewhat engaged and then I can just pass back out, you know? Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Did I lose you? Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, I'm still sick. <coughs> I was it's trying okay. not to have a whole... A whole, uh, a whole fit on air? Yeah. I'd appreciate if you didn't. It makes editing really difficult. Yeah, so <laughs> the um the the thing I think is most troubling about the long-term effects of it is it's not this degraded attention thing. I think it's much more in the vein of this delayed gratification. No, I right? totally can see that that we need the completion of a task and the gratification from it to come quicker than we used to possibly. I can see that. Yeah, but mm-hmm. th- so there's this interesting thing that happens, though, where um, so if you look at older, you know, like boomers, right? Yeah. Uh, people, I think it's 55 and older. So it, if they're, you know, at work or something, um, you know, for their most of their life, it's like, oh, yeah, I go straight through the work day and, you know, they... I, I'm one of these type of people too. Like if I see someone get on their phone while there's shit to be done, I get real frustrated real quick. Yeah, I do but, too. So they've actually shown that, um, you know, like later generation millennials and like these younger kids who are just now coming into the workforce who have had this their whole life. Um, so if they work for, you know, 
an hour and a half or something, and then they get on their phone for five minutes. While that seems like it's uh, deterring them from actually working like they're supposed to, um, they've shown that they actually, uh, it's like they get a boost from it, they get like a recharge from it, and they come in more invigorated than if they just kept plugging away. Well, I could understand that because you, it's an escape. Like you escape your reality for just a few minutes. So I could totally see that. That makes sense to me. Yeah. So uh, I do think there's a, an interesting element of that where, you know, if we, if we take lessons learned from that and say, okay, maybe we should focus less on, uh, you know, less on making a solid work day and, and integrate more breaks into it you know mm-hmm. integrate more like little thing like little little times where you can just kind of revamp yourself and take a breath you know yeah because there's there's absolutely an aspect of you know if you're at work you're on my time and we need to do this and i mean i get that i, I really do but if if there's a way to make the day more bearable and it actually makes people more productive i say that's really really an important lesson to take into the future. Well, I just uh, read a a study that I didn't think would factor into this, but I guess it's going to, um, that people are going to about a three to four day work week instead of the typical, you know, nine to five, five days a week. Yeah, I I can absolutely see how that would help. Yeah, that it makes people more productive. Um, I mean, I, I could see it for myself, how it would make more productive productivity to go up but I see what you're saying on a micro level that if you had these you know breaks programmed into your day where you recharged your battery you'd be more like you'd be able to refresh to attack that next hour of work so I totally get that I'm gonna have to start thinking about that more because I'm totally the person that you wake up you turn on the computer because I work from home, so it's like wake up, coffee, computer, and that thing is on, and I am a chain to the computer for the next, I don't know, 10 hours, and it gets to be a problem where I even eat lunch at my desk, or I'll eat dinner at my desk, and I have to force myself to walk away. Right, well, I work in a situation where I do 12-hour days, you know? Right, right. And um, it's, it's the type of situation where, yeah, I mean... You can take a break, but there's there's like an inherent like penalty to it because I'll just you know often I'm working alone and things just get backed up you know right, like there's, right. there's like a constant inflow and if there's not a constant output then you run into trouble right so I I get that same sort of thing you know, like no one's ever turned their nose up at me saying hey I need to sit down for a few minutes um, but unless I absolutely have to sit down for a few minutes I'm just not going to do it. Right. Um, and I really, this is something I think I'm going to try and, and, and integrate into my own work days now. Cause like if it's, if it's like these little micro breaks where like I, I say, I'm going to go take three to five minutes, that's not going to be extremely detrimental. <laughs> right. It's I mean? not, it's not. And you've got to break that mental, kind of attachment that if you do take that short tiny break that it's gonna you know fuck up your day it's not it's just a breather right 
But, I've got to uh, do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. But so even, even with all of this, even though I think that's a good idea, I do still worry about the long-term effects of constant, like, uh, instant gratification type stuff. No, and yeah. w- one of the things that's most interesting to me is how it's, it's like not, so say you're watching YouTube videos. Okay. Um, I, I recently was watching a couple of kids, uh, who, you know, I, I didn't know very well, but you know, they're, they're at my house and they are, they're watching YouTube videos on my PlayStation and it's like they get more enjoyment out of navigating through YouTube and all than they really get out of watching the videos. Right. It's like looking for the next thing that I'm going to be able to click on and I'm going to get a hit out of is is what's more enjoyable. And it's really, really interesting to me how they can just. Because to me, if I turn on a YouTube video, it's like, all right, this is on. But I'm also someone who grew up watching movies, not YouTube videos. Right. You know, so like as short as most YouTube videos are it's still like it's not quick enough like i think that's the reason things like tiktok and vine when vine was big the reason that they blow up is because it's like the most distilled version of it the the quickest you know so it's like here's it's your the, hit move it's to the, the punchline to the joke instead of yeah. the setup yeah yeah okay so i i worry that it's going to be this sort of shifting toward not actually consuming like content and stuff that can enrich you but the actual doing of it that makes you better Mm -hmm. but i'm also like i don't know if you if if we develop reward systems that are more rewarding by action then maybe that's more beneficial than you know something as sedentary as sitting down and watching like definitely there's going to be some some type of balance that we need there but you know i really feel like one day someone's going to one day soon, actually, someone's going to hit me with an okay boomer just because I, you know, I remind myself of this, you know, I was a, I was a band nerd when I was in school. Uh, shocking. I know. Wow. But, um, <laughs> I had this band director who told me once that the, um, the country got worse when instant mashed potatoes were invented mm-hmm. because he said, the delayed gratification is the most important part of like cooking a meal. And I kind of see that because, you know, like if you really want to have a good meal, you, you put, you put time into it, you know, put effort and yeah, Yeah, you put time, you put effort and then you see it manifested at the end. Mm -hmm. Right. You see it, how you see how a delayed gratification gets you where you need to be. And then, you know, anyone who's tasted instant mashed potatoes know they're not even a quarter as good as regular mashed potatoes. Right. But what happens is it's easy to do. I'll do something quick and easy and then I'll get a worse result out of it. But because I did something quick and easy, it's worth the worst result. Yeah. So it seems to me like as we move the culture more in that direction, we'll get a degraded quality in a lot of different things, right? See, I feel like you see a resurgent of 
wanting you know crafted things like artisan that that you're seeing a resurgent in society of people craving that handmade time energy and effort product yeah i'm completely with it yeah i am too i just i think that you're gonna see more of a shift that the <clears throat> that the older generation saw the shifts into more progress and over quality like uh, how many can we turn out? How fast can we turn it out? And now you're seeing a the next generations that are longing for that quality made time. Like yeah, so there there definitely is that, and but you know it's it's more uh, niche, right? And it's also less accessible. You know, yeah, like thing things that are are quality made are absolutely. And anything that requires, you know, an actual amount of effort or time put into it, it's like those are premium products now. You right, know? they are. So the people who might need the the lessons of delayed gratification the most, right? And I'm not just one of these like bootstraps people, you know, like pull yourself pull yourself up out of poverty. Like I think there's a lot of uh, you know barriers put in place for people, but I do think there there is like. A, a medium there where there's, there's certainly an element of like, look, these next four years are going to be hard and you're going to work your ass off and you're not going to get rewarded this whole time. You right, know, like right. College is a lot like that, you know? Yeah. Um, not that college is the answer to everything, but it it certainly can help with a lot of things, right? Well, mastering any craft takes time. You know, you're yeah. not going to learn. It, it can be a craft with your hand or a craft with your mind. It's going to take time and effort to to hone those skills right so i feel like if we're we raise a a generation that is completely focused on i mean how many dopamine hits per minute you know what i mean yeah it's like that's fucking crazy whereas like you know there, there there might be one when you're you know going back to the cooking a nice meal analogy right maybe there's a a certain part of it that's uh extremely satisfying to you like when you first throw something into a hot skillet and it starts sizzling and you like that sound or something you know yeah uh that's that's one like a small like reinforcing thing to keep you going but it's not like oh i'm scrolling to the next post and this next post is just as hilarious as you know you know the the, the best comedy special i saw last year you know right right no i see what uh, you're saying completely so I, I worry about that, but I also I'm I, I'm concerned that I'm just uh, I'm too old school, you know. I think yeah. there, there's possibly a path to the future that I'm just kind of missing here. I mean, I'm even older school, so I don't know how I'm going to pull that one out my ass. I don't know. I mean, I mean, so. You know, let's let's get back into it after we hear this uh, nice message from our uh, beloved Lime Warrior. Lime Warrior is a team of sick people and advocates fighting for better treatment, testing, and understanding of Lyme disease. We're working towards funding medical research, raising awareness, and improved quality of life for impoverished Lyme Warriors. As a 501c3 nonprofit organization, we would love to have others join us in this movement. 
find us at www.limewarrior.us and across all social media platforms as Lime Warrior US. So the the thing I think that I might be overlooking in my uh you know premature old man uh mindset is that uh the intellectual diversity thing like I was you know we we discussed it in the the episode about uh the a word uh aphantasia <laughs> aphantasia yeah yeah so i wonder if a, a, a new generation of of these people who come up that are used to constantly processing new data like this will be more efficient in 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 dealing with with you know the type of stuff like when you get a flood of things to do you know what i mean like I, rapid I, fire stuff like they're able yeah, to process things stuff. quicker i could mm-hmm. see that i could see that i could also see it not being as gratifying as the generations come up maybe maybe but you know i, I think a lot of that will really depend on your uh the, the type of job you do right yeah so if you if you find something that you enjoy and you find you you set your mind correctly to like oh yeah i did that you know like for me it's it's really lame but when i when i finish doing some paperwork and i know it's done when i staple it like the crunch of that stapler is is satisfying to me you know what i mean no it's i totally like, get that yeah so totally get that yeah stuff like that um i think as long as as long as you you can find ways to hit that hit that dopamine button in your brain uh that that type of thing might make people more adapted toward the kind of future it seems like we're hurtling toward whether we want to or not yeah right um and you know there's the there's a part of me that thinks like hey good you know these kids might be better adapted to to deal with what's coming but also you know Here's me jumping on the conspiracy box. I fucking wonder if what they're doing is trying to prime us to make us that perfect type of worker with well, all yeah, of this stuff. Well, yeah, they are. Yeah. 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 There's yeah. No question. No question. No for question you. in my mind. What? Yeah. So, well, fuck yeah, of course. And the sky is blue. Continue. I mean. Yeah. I really, yeah. I really worry about that shit. I really you should. Do. You should. And I'm, we've said it several times on here that our society has been programmed for this productivity. And if you think that's not by design, honey, I got some books for you to read. Like, Oh, I, I know. I completely believe it's by design. Right. I mean, I think, it's exactly yeah, how it's it, designed. Especially in the U.S., you know, like it's, I don't... Especially in the U.S. Yeah, I feel we, like we China really, is pretty pretty on board with that too, though. I don't know a damn thing about china other than that they seem pretty rough and pretty right? productive though i mean very productive but I, so. I mean there's there's also other cultures like uh japan is a lot like that too right yeah yeah uh and and they're well known for being like super super plugged in people you know mm-hmm. yeah they um, are actually the asian countries are, are where you see the highest usage of this this type of stuff that we're talking about i think it was like Korea or something, uh, South Korea with the highest levels of social media usage. And, you know, 
the like countries in that in that type of neighborhood where people are the most plugged in are also places that seem to be you know highly productive but i don't know the factors that go into that and the you know, ones that embrace technology I mean, if you think about the ones that embrace technology more so than even the U.S. does, you, you'll you see a rise in the productivity rate. The more embraced technology is, the more productive, the more work-driven that society is. I just saw the most hilarious—I mean, it struck me as hilarious, but it was this uh, commercial— for a watch that you could open up and you could put a bento lunch inside of it. Now, it was a microscopic version of it, but it was for the worker on the go. That you're too busy to even sit down and eat a lunch. You have to have this mini microscopic lunch in your watch to eat. Yeah, How like, is that even? That's like a bite. It really is like a bite. It's It wasn't like a, a meal. It was. Well, I, I, yeah, I hope this was some kind of joke. No, it wasn't. Oh my god. No, it well, wasn't. Like you, you have know. to get fancy chefs to make the meal and everything. Yeah, so now that we've now that we've kind of laid this out it's it's fucked up, right? No, oh, yeah, I totally agree it's fucked okay. up. Okay. So honestly, I'd rather spend the rest of the episode talking about how fucked up it is and how we're all going to be terrible and society's going to be ruined because the well, okay. capitalists are, you know then what I mean? let's do it. So like, let's talk about this, some of the it's, technology. It's, honestly, it's all I've been able to think about the whole time I've been re- like researching this stuff, right? The second I started trying to look at it from the angle of this isn't bad, you're acting like a boomer, you know? Mm-hmm. I was just like, no, it's bad. No. It's bad. Like, yeah. I, and, I, I, and embracing these pieces of technology, it blows my fucking mind that people have Alexa and what's... What's the other ones? I don't uh, know. Apple Home, Google. Yeah, Google all those Home. devices uh, that are like always listening, but they claim they're not always listening. Bullshit. We were we were warned about this in so many different books. So yeah. many different books. I if saw something just, the other day that said, "Wait, was it you?" Make it was Orwell me. Fiction again. It was me. Yeah. Yeah. It's a shirt we're gonna have in shirts? our shops. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, okay, cool. Ooh. We've got a fancy merch shop, y'all. We hadn't said it on the show yet. Yeah, we probably should have by now. Yeah, and it's all designed by yours truly, so artist owned and operated. Whatever. Yeah, it's, it's you know, cool. I really, I really like shit. the shirts, but I'm not trying to. I wasn't directly trying to plug, but. Yeah, but it came into it, and we haven't even mentioned we have a shop. So voila, we have the shop. We won't plug it a lot. We're not about that. But yeah, it makes me. Feel I have gross. done some cool shit. So, Make Orwell Fiction Again is one that I'm working on, but it really is true. We're putting these devices that we should fear, and even it's a tinge of a joke. Like, okay, I know people that are very no big brother types, and they still got a device, and they'll joke about it. Like, oh, she's listening. Ha, ha, ha. Yeah, yeah the act- that's actually not is, funny. She's no, listening. Funny. <laughs> I, You know, I did that to my... To one of my roommates in college, where uh, when I when I got one of those new iPhones when that Hey Siri thing first came out, yeah, yeah, and I go home to my uh, dorm or whatever, and I was like, "Hey, man, check this out," and I just put my phone down on the desk, and I'm like, "Hey Siri, look up, you know, the Big Lebowski or whatever," and you know, it lights up, and 
does a Google search for it. And he's like, whoa, that's crazy. And I'm like, yeah, you know what that means, right? He's like, what? I said, it means it's listening all the time. And he was like, no, no. No, it just means when you say, hey, Siri, it activates it. And I was like, how do you think it hears you say, hey, Siri? Exactly. He got real creeped out. And I, was I like, used to call a friend of mine's big brother. He would be like, hey, Alexa, play blah, 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 blah. And I'd be like, hey, big brother, play blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I was like, yeah, give him more information about you. That's cool. Well, it's super fucking creepy, right? Yeah. <clears throat> and so there's this great um, this great Orwell versus Aldous Huxley uh, like comic that I mm-hmm. that I have. I have it saved in my phone, actually. I'll, I'll put it up on Twitter. Um, but... So, you know, Orwell's version of the dystopia is, you know, complete governmental control from the top down um, through oppression, right? Right. Like through outright obvious oppression and like information suppression and changing, you know, facts. Mm -hmm. But the way Huxley says it's going to happen is bottom up. Like, they're going to put out a bunch of stuff that makes a docile public completely malleable. And so the way it's presented in the comic is, yeah, there is this, um, it's it's either going to be one or the other. And the way, where we are right now, it looks a lot more like Huxley's thing. Like, we're enjoying ourselves to death, you know? I think it's a combination of the two. I do too. I think, I think that, what it is is we get primed for the Orwellian type yep. of oppression through what Huxley proposed. Yes, exactly. You hit the nail on the head, man. Like, yeah. And the and, government is putting things in place while you're too happy and delighted with your likes and your, you know, friend's breakfast this morning to realize what they're putting in place and what they're taking out of place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, there's even the way how, um, like, emojis, you know, emojis are, are viewed like a, a new type of language now. Yeah, I've seen it compared to hieroglyphs. Yeah, it, yeah. it is. And, yeah. like, the more that they get used, uh, I mean, on any given day, if you look at social media, you're going to see people making, like, all emoji posts that are actually supposed to convey a message, you know? Yeah. And I'm interested in how much like i feel some degree of hesitancy toward that for one i'm just not an emoji guy like I you're can't not an emoji it. guy it drives um, you nuts yeah uh if i use one i feel fucking stupid yeah not to say that anyone who uses them is it just makes me feel ridiculous to see send okay a picture. so the way that i view them is that people misinterpret what i say a lot and the emojis are the way for me to convey the tone of the message. I can see that, but the emoji never feels right for me, you know? I can understand that. Um, But something I think about is... It's like... For one, there there's definitely this thing going on in the culture where it's like... Even things that previously s- seemed innocuous, you know? Like... There, there's arguments being made against like you can't even talk about this type of thing if you're this type of person you know right right and like there's this real ideological purity thing that's going on and you know i'm not one of these dudes who's like bashing a bunch of people over the head about sjw type stuff because it's not fucking 2015 anymore mm-hmm. but um i do 
I do think like the the combined element of that with the rise of a more simplistic a more simplistic type of language is going to be like a lot of what makes that sort of Orwellian type of like new speak possible, right? Like things will get redefined and for context to a lot of the stuff you're supposed to say, you're going to need an image to go with it. But like you're only given a certain set of images, so you can only express oh, things in a okay. certain type of way, right? Okay, yeah, yeah, I see where you're going with this. Yeah, so it's like limit the their vocabulary. You can limit what they can express. I exactly. See. Yeah, and that's that's exactly what happened in 1984. Right. So that's what that's something that really freaks me out. And when you get people who their primary like because it's it's also like well known like using social media especially as a young person uh because they get so hooked on it so easily because it's more rewarding than anything fucking ever you know right i mean like, it's like giving a drug to a kid that's how their brain lights up it is i mean there's a, a louis ck bit about like you know if if some parents only let their kids eat like fruit for sweets and then they go to a friend's house and they're given a candy bar it's like their fucking head explodes they're like yeah. what is this it's like it's so salty it almost hurts you know yeah. um and it's it's just like that where yeah you know like maybe you're someone who teaches your kid to read really young and you spend a lot of time with them you know you know reading kids books and then they graduate on you know to something else pretty early and you know, they've been used to, you know, maybe playing board games and reading books and playing with toys and using their imagination all the time, which this is another thing that I'm very concerned about, is people aren't using their imagination, right? Yeah, because the creativity is right in front of them. They're not having yeah. to visualize anything. They don't have to actually <laughs> generate it themselves. And right. And what's going on is they're they're like... Oh, so people are getting likes for posting a picture of their breakfast. That's how you get the internet to like you. I'll mm-hmm. just post a picture of my breakfast. Uh, now, there are plenty of people. This is not... Uh, this is a... There's two sides of this by leaps and bounds because there are a lot of people out there doing creative stuff. Um, Dude, my food's fancy as fuck, so... <laughs> I'm not just talking about food, right? I know. I'm just teasing. Like, well, that's the one that we've been going to and I don't want to act like, you know, ew, you're posting your food. No, my creative process is to create my food, too, so I do take some pictures of it. So I understand that part of it. But you're talking about the ones that it's like more monkey see, monkey do. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, there is, like, there's a rut you have to yank yourself out of, you know? what? Like, when I was a teenager, I was writing a lot, you know? Like, I wrote short story after short story and poems and songs i wrote music back then i feel like i've almost lost the ability to write music because i stopped you know wow i got busy and i you know just you're not exercising that muscle anymore man yeah you're not exercising that muscle but you get a a generation of people because back then i didn't like I, i didn't have a smartphone until i was 16 and i was well into all this stuff already you know right right um shit i didn't have a smartphone until my 20s well that's because you're ancient i'm not ancient watch out (laughs) watch out um so this this whole thing of not having to use 
that muscle ever because it's always in front of you anyway. You know, like I I even look at like TikTok is one of those things where I'm just it it came out too late for me. It, it came out too late. Me. I, yeah, too it makes old. me want to fucking scream. And yeah, I'm like, too old. I, I talked to my 18 year old cousin who's like on there and making videos on there, and I'm like, "This is awful. What are you doing?" You know, and uh, you know, I don't want to be a dick because you know, at least she's doing something, right? Right, right. But it's the type of stuff where oh, you've looked at a bunch of TikToks, and now I see you making a TikTok that just looks like. A bunch of other... Everybody else's TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, there are people that use things, use these mediums to make new and creative things. Like, for instance, with YouTube. Now, that's not something that I would ever get into. But Shane Dawson's fucking YouTube is masterfully created. I mean, the... Things that that man has been able to come up with. It looks like a TV show. Right. So, I mean, there are some out there that do original content and and do... I like his conspiracy videos a whole lot because he kind of does it as a tongue-in-cheek, like, okay, we're going to get real serious. And then talks about something outrageous, but you're like, is it real? Is it not? And you don't know if he believes it or not. So, I really like that. That speaks to me. But you're... I guess the problem is more with just the regurgitation that there's not. So if you use that creative element and it's inspiration and you're not just regurgitating the same copy of what you've seen repeatedly. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like there's something necessary in like, I think you kind of have to remove yourself from it to a certain extent just to do something creative. You know what I mean? you You do. Like you have to, not be looking at a bunch of other people's stuff to, you know, there's a lot of comedians who say they won't even watch other comics. You know, that's really weird because I won't listen to any other podcasts that are in our same genre because I don't want to even listen to one and get an idea off the first show and feel like I'm copying somebody's like any of the podcasts I listen to are, are completely different than anything we do. Or anything I do with the with line voice or anything, because I don't want to. That's really interesting because I hadn't thought of it in like a concrete way like that. Yeah, I feel I like I, I listen to podcasts less now that we actually do one. <clears throat> yeah, I do too. Um, which sucks because they're now I'm seeing all these other like up and coming podcasts like us, and I want to go support them, but I'm also like I'm just not trying to listen to podcasts like that anymore. Right. Um, not not in it's not an intellectual process it's just like uh i don't know something about having to create it is making me want to go look at uh different sources more right you right know? like yeah. uh you know i might want to listen to an audiobook or something versus listening to a podcast now, i still listen to podcasts quite a bit but i do too i have my shows that i'll never stop listening to that are just right. my you know, my go-tos, but I skim them a lot less now. Yeah, it's a, it's a double-edged sword for sure, but I feel like, um, I mean, that probably happens with when you get involved in any kind of medium like that. Like, I wonder if artists look at other, you know, paint artists, paintings like that, or, you know, musicians listen to other music as much. 
Yeah, maybe. I, I you really, know, I'm just curious now. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, damn, we went off on a tangent, though. Yeah, we did. Where the fuck were we? We were talking about devices. We were talking about <laughs> and devices. instant gratification. Instant gratification. Yeah. yeah, let's circle it back for the last bit, and we'll wrap up our show in a pretty bow, like always. Um. Yeah. So the the thing with the instant gratification and like the the maybe dampening of creativity. See exactly the way that we just did this um, is what I'm worried about because yeah, I completely separated my myself from these people that. I'm talking about right like mm-hmm. look I'm one of these mindless fucks scrolling through reddit like, yeah I am like I do that not nearly as much as I used to because I've made a conscious effort to do stuff like that less I've had to um, make a conscious effort not to do it like it has to have a purpose behind it for me to be doing it right but yeah. here I've been talking about people needing that dopamine hit so bad and they're not being creative because you know they're looking at uh you know, Twitter or whatever, and they're trying to find uh, the next big thing that they can put on there that'll get them, you know, empty fucking hollow internet points. But the first thing I did is said, well, no, but then I do this and mm-hmm. it's made me go do this other stuff instead. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I really, man, I'm just waiting to get really deed up by some kid saying, okay, boomer, like real soon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. You're going to be okay boomered soon. Uh, yeah, probably. It's just not just me. It'll be us. Oh, I get, I've get. i gotten okay boomered. Have you? Yeah, I have. And I wanted to rip the little shit's head off. Like, yeah, it's, it's infuriating, <laughs> It made right? me so mad. God infuriated me. <laughs> it just, it drives me crazy because I'm not, like, I'm 25 years I'm old. I'm not a fucking know? boomer. Yeah, yeah, I'm just not. Like, if I was that age, I feel like it wouldn't irk me so much. I feel like it's... The new way to be like, okay, old lady. Like, man, fuck you. (laughs) It is. I mean, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. I'm not old yet, bitch. Watch out. Yeah. But I am, like, I I just have this weird intolerance for anyone younger than me that I'm really trying to to beat back. Because... Welcome to my world. (laughs) Yeah. It's, um... I absolutely feel like I'm missing something. Going into this podcast, I was like, Wow. Like, as soon as I started doing any research on it, I was like, yeah, I sound like an old fuck. Like, as you do soon sound as, like an old fuck. As soon as I realized, like, I'm doing exactly the thing that happens where they are. Like, oh, no, the youth is going to be completely useless. Yeah, that damn newspaper. That, that damn, damn newspaper. newspaper <laughs> that damn TV. <laughs> yeah. All of that. I, I, I mean, I do. They're very legitimate concerns about the, you know the addictive aspects of it and like the way that it's going to affect reward systems long term. Yeah. But I think the same thing would be true of watching TV. You know, like it is. when TV yeah. first came out, everyone was like, oh no, it's going to rot your brain and this and that. And, you know, meanwhile, the people who were told not to read, news- read newspapers are sitting there reading newspapers and talking shit about their kid watching TV. Right. right. I mean, they thought that about it was with the radio, too. Like once you had newspaper and then you had radio shows and then the television, it was always this progressively dumbing down. And I don't think it is. Uh, unquestionably, there's a lot of dumb shit out there. But a whole lot. We still have like a wealth of knowledge at our fingertips in a way that we never have before. 
and I mean, it goes back to choice to what you choose to put in you, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. That uh, that's that thing Joe Rogan talks about a lot, how um, your diet isn't only what you eat. Right. It's not. And you've just got to make sure that what you're putting into you, into your brain and into your, your soul and everything is high quality shit, man. Life's too short to watch stupid shit. It just is. Yeah, I mean, sometimes stupid shit's funny, but I would hey, say Hey, I that, like some stupid shit, yeah. but yeah. at the same time, majority of what I ingest is typically expanding my brain in some way, unless it's the one or two shows that I have that's my escape, you know? Right, yeah. And I think those escapes are important. I just... They are important. I, They're I worry, very important. I worry that we're too, like... The escape is too integral in into life now, you know. Yeah. yeah. Like, whereas getting on Facebook or Twitter or Reddit or something like that is like it is absolutely an escape. It pulls you out of whatever you're thinking about. Like, yeah, you're, it does. You're in that now, and it's just um, it's it's one of those things that's like, yeah. Yeah, I mean it's it's good to have that, and I think having that thing where you could step off for three you know three to five minutes or so, and kind of, you know, just get your mind off the thing that you're doing, so it doesn't feel like you've been stuck in a rut, you know, for an hour, or or multiple hours. Anyway, I wouldn't advise doing that more than once an hour. Yeah, uh, just shaking it up a little bit. But, I mean, I really, I get concerned about people who who live in that escape so much. I feel like your connection with reality gets very, very thin when you live in there. That's definitely possible. And, you know, I mean, I it's, mean, it's also there's this thing where social interactions have certainly been damaged by the way that people are used to interacting online almost exclusively. You know, I think it's ruined dating. I really, yeah. Do. You know, I wonder if it's you at this point because you you can't find a single like a decent date even i am a fucking delight and anybody would be lucky <laughs> so Listen, don't I'm just go saying, there you know, there's a common denominator you know there's there's a ron white joke where yeah 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 you know <laughs> yeah well no you've heard these dating nightmares it's not me i've heard them i've heard them and them. you know you know i just i wonder if it's your selection process or something there no no, no, can't, can't it's be. just, I mean, <coughs> I know that I don't pick the best, but for every single one of them, there's for something every wrong. One. Yeah. There's something wrong, man. It's like, really cool. It's really cool when you, uh, find one that seems all right and then find out he's, uh, like a drug addict. Yeah. That was real fun. Real yeah. fun. Ha yeah. ha. No. <laughs> It was funny to me. This I, listen, guy's real I, great, except he's got a secret drug addiction. Um, yeah. I, I was, just can't do it. I was it. really sad about that one, actually. Because I was, too. That one was... Uh, I, I was excited was to see you excited. Yeah, that one was fun until I found out about the drug addiction. Yeah, yeah. That, that does usually throw a, a wrench into your uh, situation. Tiny bit. Smidge bit. Smidge bit. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. you know, I wonder about that with dating, too. Um, I think... Stuff like Tinder has absolutely degraded the quality of the way people evaluate each other. Right? It has. Um, 
there's this thing, you know, they say it's really hard to date in New York City, right? It's not mm-hmm. hard to get a date in New York City, but it's hard to date in New York City because it seems like there are so many options that you're willing to pass up on something that might be good because there might be something better. There might be something better. It's that fear mm. of missing out thing. Uh, yeah. Which is another side effect that people talk about from excessive social media usage, right? Is you're always seeing people doing something that seems awesome, but they're not putting their real life out there. No, you know? they're not. You you feel like you're not living an exciting enough life because every 15 seconds you're seeing someone you know doing something that seems awesome. But really, like that's the one time a year that they're actually getting to do something cool. Right, yeah. So you can't compare like someone else's highlight reel to your deep dive documentary. You you exactly, can't do that. Exactly. So I, I think that same thing applies with dating is you're you're seeing a lot of people, you know, swiping their life away and wondering why they can't find anyone good. And it's like, well, for one, you know, there's a lot of, there are there is a lot of trash on those apps. There is. I'm just, I'm not looking for much. I just don't want a bunch of kids, a drug addiction, or to raise you. Like, that. that's yeah. pretty much my top three. But... I don't think that's too high. Yeah, but, I mean, look at yourself like you're on that app. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, unless you're willing to go ahead and say, all right, well, yeah, I'm I'm the same trash as all, all the rest of this stuff that I see that obviously is terrible... Uh, there must be more people out there like you, right? There's gotta be. I just haven't found them yet. That's why yeah. I'm still on them. <laughs> so yeah, no, the same same thing. I was on for a couple of years, you know, um, and you know, I, I met a few cool people. I met a lot of people that I really didn't want to meet again. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so y- there's a, there's a push and a pull to it, as, as with everything, but the. The problem I see is the the delayed gratification of it again, right? Like, if you message someone on one of those apps and they don't respond in exactly the right way, then you don't, like, you're not ready to give them, the t- like, you'll stop taking them seriously very quickly, right? Oh, yeah. Whereas, oh, yeah, I'm bad you know, about that. If it's that thing about, you know, bumping into someone, I mean, it could be, it could be at a bar. I know people, you know, like to hate on meeting people in bars, but I've spent a lot of my life and met a lot of cool people in bars, you know, um, the, the thing about meeting someone in real life versus over something like that is I can have the same shitty opener in real life, but you can see like the little smirk that I have and Mm -hmm. Even if you see a little smirk that I have, you might think it's endearing right? versus, you know, me just not having any fucking game. Yeah. So, you know, stuff like that's really important. And I worry that in an age where people like their mind goes straight to things like that more where you have to get that. Like, I'm not going to take the risk of going out. And for one, there is a risk in talking to someone in person that's just not when you message them. Like, like your your heart rate increases. There's there's a physiological response to taking the risk of approaching someone romantically that mm-hmm. is much much lesser if you're just going to message somebody. Right. Uh, and I worry about the sort of like the the coddling of it, which I mean that's a whole other thing to get into, but. 
once you get past the coddling of it, there is like just this thing of you'll you'll see someone who doesn't come across perfect right at first, but then you're like, you know what, I'll give them a shot just because they're, you know, cute in one way or the other, or they got a little mannerism that I think is interesting. Right, Where, right. And, and then that might grow into something much more substantial than... Well, I mean, you can't grasp all of who someone is through messages online. You just can't. No, no, but... It's it's presented now very often that if you look at their social media in conjunction with, you know, meeting someone on an app like that, then you've got a picture of who they are. And, like, clearly from your stories, that's very much not the case. It is not the case. It yeah. is not. You can usually see if there's a couple of different red flags that you can be on the lookout for, like a secret family or something. Right. But, but beyond that, like, you're not going to know if this guy is going to be a total, you know, misogynist or not. You really can't sometimes. Yeah, but, well, you I know, mean, I thought it was charming when that guy, you know, played around like he might put something in your drink. Oh, yeah, it was so endearing. Oh, my God. No, no, <laughs> no, no. That what there's, see, those are the stories I tell you, like, what can you find cute and endearing in that story? Yeah, there's nothing. Nothing. You know, a secret drug addiction. Mm, no. Like no, I'm sorry. No, no, that's usually that's usually not the kind of surprise that you want. No, like I no, I just can't. Maybe one day we'll have an episode that'll be Jessica found someone, but until then we get these dating nightmare stories. Maybe. Well, well, it looks like we're about at time. It friend. does. It does. We uh, we we've gone all over the place in the second half, but it's been a lot. We more have. Fun. I have no idea what to title this episode. We'll have well, to think on that. <laughs> I I feel like we had to lay all that groundwork in the front on the front. We end, did, you know, and then we could just really you know fuck with it on the on the backside, which I yeah, hope yeah. people stick around long enough for because it was pretty fucking dry. It was. Well, hopefully they enjoyed it. We'll see you guys next time. All right. Bye, everybody. You've been sitting here uh, practicing for a TED Talk for what seems like 10 minutes. It's already awkward. Yeah, I know. I'm kind of liking it. I think we've just about reached our time. I think we have. So, all right, everybody, go out there, get the information you need. We We have no information on said family. (laughs) We have no information on anything. We know nothing. Uh, We look forward to talking to you next time. See you next time, guys.